My favorite way to unwind and dive into something more fun is June's Journey. The game lets me channel my inner detective and unlock compelling stories, strong female characters, and a mystery I want to solve. If you like true crime podcasts, it's the perfect game to play along while you listen. The Hidden Object Mystery Game will put your detective skills to the test in the roaring 1920s. You play as June Parker as she tries to solve her sister's murder and along the way uncovers family secrets. Chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Mystery, danger, romance all await you if you download the game now. I'm on chapter four and wondering how these clues will help me crack the case of who did it and why. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. If you love Snapped, Women Who Murder, you're going to love listening to true crime or mystery titles on Audible. The audio title I'm diving into again is one of my favorites to revisit, Mindhunter by John Douglas and Mark Ulshaker. Even if you think you know the details of the cases, former FBI unit chief John Douglas took on from documentaries or the scripted show, the audio title goes above and beyond in bringing you along with him in his career, trying to catch serial killers and serial perpetrators. He used psychological profiling to dive into the minds of notorious criminals. The title includes his hunt for a killer in Alaska, the Green River Killer, and so much more. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. It is the home of storytelling after all. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash snapped or text snapped to 500-500. That's audible.com slash snapped or text snapped to 500-500. Hey, Snap listeners. We're bringing you a special bonus episode today from Oxygen's hit series, Buried in the Backyard. You can also watch full episodes live or on demand on the free Oxygen app by clicking the link in our description. Enjoy. A beloved real estate agent vanishes from the pristine shores of Florida. We learned she was estranged from her husband. He said that if she ever left him, that he would kill her. But is her disappearance part of an even darker nightmare? At the time she went missing, there were three other missing women. Maybe there's someone preying on all these women. Months later, across several county lines, investigators pieced together horrific clues left behind by a phantom killer. The family found a skull, no mandible, no teeth. Then a couple found a badly decomposed body with no head. Whose remains are buried in this backyard? When a survivor with a harrowing story comes forward, will it be the final clue needed to solve this deadly mystery? She notices that the car has no handles to get out. This fit the M.O. of our missing women. Like I said, get somebody over there right away. That's got to be our guy. Wikiwachi, Florida. A treasure of a little tourist town boasts gorgeous beaches and a quirky coastal vibe. Wikiwachi is sort of an eclectic place. It's known for this mermaid show, alligators and flamingos, and it's all part of Wikiwachi's old Florida vibe. There's also a lot of prominent families in that area, just like the Hope family. A 
and it's under a beautiful May sky that Buck and Geraldine Hope have invited a friend over to enjoy some blackberry picking in their expansive backyard. May 24th, 1982 was a difficult time for the Hope family. And they needed to get out, get some fresh air, take a walk. And then they stumble upon something as they're picking blackberries. And they look down and they see something in the earth. And they realize it's a skull. Their son, who's a real estate agent, had just gone missing. And so once they discover this grisly find, they immediately wonder whether that's him. Clearly, they never thought they'd find him on their property. They were horrified, and they ran inside and called the police. We were already familiar with the location and the family because they reported their son missing. It's been less than two months since Charles Hope has been reported missing from Hernando County. That particular area was laden with palmettos and dirt, so it was difficult to go through it, but they sifted through when they found the skull. There was no flesh on it. It had obviously been there for some time. There was no lower mandible, and there were three vertebrae attached to the skull. No mandible, no teeth which is indicative of perhaps someone wanting to not have the skull identified easily. Due to the condition of the skull, we had to wonder, was it him or not? Around the same time, police are also dealing with two other missing persons, both realtors. So of course, the big question is, whose remains are buried in this backyard? Seven months earlier and 50 miles south, the charming sun-soaked county of Pinellas, Florida is still basking in a summer season that's come and gone. Pinellas County at the time was a beautiful place to live. There were very nice beaches, lots of coastal land, and it was gradually being developed. The real estate market is booming in this neck of the woods, and Margot Delamon is one of many hoping to capitalize on the city's draw. She was a natural-born salesperson. She loved to talk. <laughs> Margot became interested in real estate because of our dad. They were like two of a kind when it came to talking and selling. Margot was very competent, and very assured. She was a fantastic salesperson. And the way we worked, it wasn't a situation where we were competitive. It was very nice. Margot knows if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, even on a Saturday morning. October 3rd, 1981, she's supposed to show some homes about 10 a.m. The prospective buyers arrive, there's no Margot, her car's there, but she's gone. 
so they just left. Margo was very responsible with keeping her appointments, so this was very unlike her. Her colleagues call her home. They can't get her. They can't get her husband, Bob. So they call around to friends. They don't know what happened. Car's there for two days, but she's gone. So they went to the Pinellas County Police Department and filed a missing persons report. She just disappeared while she was on her job, and we thought there's no doubt this was a suspicious disappearance. The investigators with the sheriff's office responded to the scene and found her car there. The car was in good condition. It was left unlocked. They obviously wanted to know as much as they could about Margot Delamont. Her colleagues had seen her on October 1st, which was two days before, about 6 PM, but hadn't seen her since. Investigators learned from the colleague that Margot was approximately five feet, three inches tall, 105 pounds, with brown shoulder-length hair and glasses. We learned at that point she was estranged from her husband, Bob, who was out of state in New York visiting his mother. She also had a daughter who was living with her parents in Texas at the time. Investigators intend to track down Bob in New York but concerned about Margot's immediate welfare, they first request that a property manager let them into the couple's apartment. When investigators went to their apartment, they found the apartment neat and orderly, no signs of a struggle. At that point, investigators called Bob at his mother's home in New York, and he was surprised to hear that Margot was missing. He indicated that he had spoke to Margot Friday, uh, evening at about 8 p.m., and she appeared to be fine. They asked him to return, and the fact that he was out of town, they felt that was suspicious. While detectives await Bob's return to Florida, they deliver the unfortunate news of Margot's disappearance to her family in Texas. Of course, we were very concerned about Margot. It's just not like her to disappear. I had a bad feeling about the whole thing. But refusing to sit idly by in Texas, Margot's parents rushed to Florida. When Margot's parents arrived, investigators spoke with them, and they were absolutely adamant that she just did not leave on her own accord, that it was something was suspicious. They also mentioned that they knew there were marital problems between Margot and Bob. Right away, her parents put an ad in the paper trying to find out information about their missing daughter. And immediately, one friend calls in with information that Bob had made some statements about what might happen if Margot left with him. if she'd ever left Bob, that Bob would kill her. During the polygraph, Bob was asked, did you make threats of bodily harm against Margot? Colleagues remember that she has this date the evening before she goes missing. 
We found that he was married. That obviously seemed very suspicious. It's been several nerve-wracking days since anyone has seen or heard from 39-year-old Margot Delamon. And Florida detectives are now casting suspicious eyes on her husband, Bob. A friend had called in to the sheriff's office and had information that Bob had made threats of bodily harm against Margot. While waiting for Bob's return from New York, Detectives hope Margot's family can provide valuable information about her life. During a missing person investigation, we want to learn everything about the person who's gone missing. Margot Delamond was my older sister. She loved to laugh. Very kind-hearted. Whenever I was in trouble, she was the one I ran to. We were both born with a hearing impairment. We would have a good time reading lips to each other, and it would drive our parents crazy because they had no idea what we were talking about. At the young age of 23, Margot becomes a mom to a beautiful baby girl. She was a little nervous at first, but Margot loved Dee Dee. After a split with Dee Dee's dad, Margot meets Bob Delamon and falls hard and fast in love. Margot and Bob, they had a lot of fun with each other, but I think as time went on, she just got tired of him not really wanting to work things were not smooth at home but she still soldiered on and she tried to make a go of it margo was the breadwinner bob wasn't contributing and that's why they became estranged at that particular time my parents thought bob might have had something to do with her disappearance when Bob returned from New York, we spoke with him. Bob explained that there were problems, but they were trying to work through things. He had spoken with Margot the previous night about 8 p.m. There was nothing strange about the call. Based upon the marital problems, Bob was asked to take a polygraph test. During the polygraph, Bob was asked, did you have anything to do with the disappearance of Margot Delamon? Did you make threats of bodily harm against Margot? After the polygraph was concluded, there were no signs of deception. Based on the polygraph and learning that Bob was in New York, he was then eliminated as a suspect. With Bob in the clear, detectives circle back to Margot's co-workers, hoping to learn more about the days leading up to her disappearance. Her colleagues remember that she has this date with this guy, Don, the evening before she goes missing. We located Don. 
Don explained that he did have a planned date with Margot on that Friday, the day before her disappearance. What Don reveals next raises investigators' suspicions even more. He didn't show, instead going home to his wife. When we found that he was married, that obviously seemed very suspicious. Clearly, Don has a deceptive side, and investigators are surprised when he agrees to be polygraphed. He was asked if he knew anything about the disappearance of Margot Delamon. Don passed the polygraph. Investigators spoke with Don's wife, who confirmed that he did arrive home about 7 to 7.30 on that Friday evening prior to Margot's disappearance. Investigators were running out of ideas and thoughts about who might potentially have uh, taken Margot. Meanwhile, Margot's parents, who've returned to Texas, are hopelessly searching for answers. My parents called the detectives to try to get an update. You know, where is she? Where is Margot? It's very disappointing when you don't have anything to tell the family. It's a lot of pressure on the cops to do something. Investigators grind away tirelessly, trying to make some headway. When two and a half weeks later, and 90 miles up the road, a horrific discovery is unearthed. A couple is fishing along the Withlacoochee River. You know, they've got a dog with them. The dog runs off, clearly uncovering something. So they go over and try to figure out what's going on and realize the dog has found a body. So the big question for law enforcement at that time is, whose body is this? Could this be Margo? Two and a half weeks into the search for Margo Delamon, a couple out for a day of fishing makes a grisly discovery in neighboring Citrus County. This couple is just beside themselves. They're horribly unnerved because they've just discovered these human remains. Petrified. They call the police. In minutes, Citrus County authorities are on the scene. Investigators locate the badly decomposed body with no head. This isn't your typical type of killing. This was a heinous crime. We needed to find the person responsible. The body was taken to the medical examiner's office, where it was examined. Has Margot's disappearance come to a heartbreaking end less than three weeks into the search? These remains appear to be a few months old, at least. It appeared to be the young female. Experts examined it and it appeared to be perhaps African-American type of skin texture. Obviously, this was not the body of Margot Delamont. 
law enforcement in Citrus County had a black female who was missing in the area about three months or so prior. And so they immediately thought that this individual may be that missing person. But when the remains aren't a match, investigators have to consider that something much darker and deeper may be unfolding across Southwest Florida. At the time Margot Delamont went missing, there was approximately three missing women under suspicious circumstances. That location was important. These individuals went missing from the adjoining counties. This was a really frightening time in Florida. So a lot of questions are arising. People can't help wondering from the media to detectives to just the general public, are all of these cases linked together? On September 1st, 1980, 13 months before Margot Delamont goes missing, Cynthia Clemens is a night clerk at a convenience store. Cynthia is a really dedicated, religious young woman. She's new to town. She gets a new job. She goes into work as normal. But sometime during the night, a customer comes in, and no one's in the store. Six weeks later, Cynthia Clements' body was located in an area of Pinellas County that was heavily overgrown. Then, just a week after Cynthia disappears, 19-year-old Elizabeth Graham vanishes. Well, Elizabeth Graham is a 19-year-old, beautiful young woman from Canada. She comes down to Florida, seeking a son and fun, a chance to escape. She gets a job as a poodle groomer. On her second day of work, Elizabeth goes out on a house call and never comes back. When investigators arrived at the scene, they found a van belonging to the business that was driven by Elizabeth Graham. But they did not locate her. And they also noticed that the house was actually for sale and the for sale sign was down, laying in the grass. She'd probably been abducted because her van was there and had a flat tire, and her personal belongings were still in the van. About eight months after the disappearance of Miss Graham, another young lady went missing from Pinellas County. Her name was Barbara Barkley. Miss Barkley had worked at this furniture store, had gone to work, and never returned from her place of employment. Four months after the disappearance of Barbara Barkley, Margot Delamont then disappears from her business in Pinellas County, Florida. There's a fear out there that maybe there's someone preying on all these people. So detectives are under a lot of pressure. The community was demanding answers. I did wonder if she was kidnapped and they might find her alive. In the newspaper, every week there was a bad story. It worried me. 
The longer you don't turn up, the more likelihood you're dead. And we've looked at possible similarities between these four missing person cases. All of these are women. Most of them are in the same age bracket. These people worked in service industries, basically. And they were called out to a location never to be found again. I was convinced right from the beginning that we had a vicious killer in Pinellas County. We need to find him before something happens again. Then another girl was abducted. As a SNAP listener, you know the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every case I learn about, I'm reminded how much I want to prioritize my vigilance and preparation. That's why I use and recommend Simply Safe Home Security. My cameras have alerted me about trespassers and even given me a sense of security knowing my home is safe even when I'm not there. Simply Safe offers protection for the whole house with advanced sensors that not only detect break-ins, but fires, floods, and other threats to your home and getting you the help you need for each scenario. The indoor security cameras offer privacy shutters to ensure physical privacy when you want it. Plus, you can try Simply Safe for 60 days risk-free. If you don't love it, return your system for a full refund. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/snapped. That's simplysafe.com/snapped. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash wondery and use code wondery for 20% off your first purchase. For three impossibly long weeks, Pinellas County detectives have been searching for missing mother Margot Delamon. Now, they fear her disappearance could be connected to three other young women. It's not every day you have four young women missing in a short period of time, and there was no explanation for them to disappear. Based upon the disappearance of Margot Delamont and the other women, a tip line was created, and all of those leads had to be sifted through and investigated. We continually re-examine cases with fresh eyes to see if perhaps something was missed. We believe that the missing person cases were connected. Investigators compared all four cases to one another. While some similarities existed, we could not find the common link that would lead to the person who was responsible for the abductions. With current leads drying up and Margot's family desperate for answers, they go to great lengths to try and bring this young mother home. My dad put up reward money to find Margot and hired a private detective. My parents were so scared, we knew we had to find her. 
I was extremely concerned for Margot at that point in time. It isn't long before an intriguing tip comes in about Margot's estranged husband, Bob. Detectives from the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office had polygraphed Margot Delamont's husband. But an associate came forward stating that Bob was drunk during that polygraph. If Bob was intoxicated during his test, could it have altered the results? So Bob Delamon was retested on October 26, 1981. He was once again asked if he knew anything about the disappearance of Margot Delamon, if he had seen Margot Delamon on that Friday evening before her disappearance. He showed zero deception and was once again eliminated as a potential suspect in this case. At that point, there's no more fresh leads to investigate. It was super hard not knowing anything. We just had no idea. I had very little hope that Margo would turn up alive. We were scared to death. There's so much that has been going on relative to missing females and, of course, these awful situations happening. So um, people are concerned. And this dragged on for many months. It becomes very frustrating for the investigator that they have no good information to tell the family members. Then, three months into Margot's disappearance, detectives in Pinellas County get a call from Orlando investigators. A real estate agent has just been abducted there, too. Our office was contacted because this case looked very similar to what was happening here in Pinellas County. A male subject wanted to go look at some real estate locations. So he and the victim went in his vehicle to several locations. And at this point, he abducted her at knife point. The victim was a young female by the name of Donna Malpe. She was scared. She was frightened. And at some point in time during their travels, he had to get gas. He pulled into a gas station. It was at that time that Donna saw law enforcement in the area there at the gas station. She notices that the car has no handles to get out. She realizes if she doesn't escape this, she's afraid of what might happen to her. As soon as he goes to pay, she manages to slip over to the driver's side of the car and bolt out the door. She makes a beeline for a deputy she sees parked across the street, and she makes her way to safety. The deputy goes after Donna's abductor. They have a chase on foot. Other deputies arrive, and he hides. They find him and wrestle him to the ground. 
Who is this man? And could he be behind the disappearance of Margot Delamon? Donna Malpe was young, attractive, worked in real estate just like Margot Delamon. She was abducted from work just like the other young ladies. What this guy had done pretty much fit the M.O. of our missing women. You know, as a cop, you look at it and you say, that's got to be our guy. He had been involved in a land fraud deal. It was the same piece of property where the couple had found the headless body. I was just hoping and praying that he would confess, but he wouldn't talk. In a harrowing turn of events, just three months into the disappearance of Margot Delamon, a man has been arrested for abducting a real estate agent in a neighboring county. The person responsible for the abduction of Donna Mulvey provided identification to them by the name of David Longstreet. They did a fingerprint check on this individual, and they determined that his true name was James Delano Winkle. James Winkles was from Pinellas County, Florida. And what authorities discover next about James Winkles is chilling. We determined he had fraudulently attempted to sell a piece of land that didn't belong to him. The land that Winkles had tried to sell was the same piece of property where the couple had found the headless body while they were fishing in Citrus County. We needed to talk to this guy, Winkles. I said, get two detectives over there right away. And I was just hoping and praying that he would confess because they had him for the other crime. The detectives came back and said that he wouldn't talk. So we really had nothing. Winkles is eventually convicted of abducting Donna Maltby. And though a very dangerous man is off the streets, it's small solace to those who love Margot most. My parents and I did wonder if we were ever gonna find Margot, and if we did, was she gonna be okay? Was she gonna be dead? Investigators spend the next few months in relentless pursuit of answers. Then suddenly, a terrifying discovery is made in a Hernando County backyard. Seven months after Margot Delamont's disappearance, a skull was located on the property of the Hope family. Their son, Charles Hope, had just gone missing a couple of months before. They immediately thought that it was perhaps Charles Hope. We learned through a DNA test that the skull was not Charles Hope. It's not their son. It's just not only grisly, but just so coincidental and unusual. Investigators are baffled. If not Charles, then whose skull has been so callously buried in the Hope's backyard? 
intact on that skull was some vertebrae. They were able to match up that vertebrae to the body that was found on, with Lacoochee River. This was the body found by the fishermen in Citrus County. That was possibly, they thought, an African-American woman. In August of 1983, we took fingerprints from missing persons cases here in Pinellas to Citrus, where they were examined and compared. And a match was confirmed. Through the fingerprint check, they determined that it was the body of Margot Delamont. When the remains were found, the body was decomposed. The skin had been darkened, so it appeared to be African-American. But instead, it was determined that it wasn't. After seven impossibly long months, detectives deliver the gut-wrenching news to Margot's family. Dad and I, of course, hugged and cried, and he asked me if I would call my mom. So I called mom, and I said, we found Margot. And immediately she said, is she alive? And I said, no, mom, she's not. She started crying, and I was crying. And now her daughter was dead. As Margot's family grieves their unbearable loss, investigators once again set their sights on the most viable suspect. James Winkles had a connection to Pinellas County. Uh, he had been involved in a land fraud deal on that property where Margot's body was found. But there was no evidence linking him directly to the crime. No eyewitnesses, and he wouldn't talk to law enforcement. The years tick hopelessly by, and Margot's family fears they may never see justice. It was a couple of years later that I talked to the police. And at that time, the police just had no idea. The detectives were doing their level best, but I didn't really have any faith they would find Margot a murderer. It's very disappointing when you don't have anything to tell the family. And that went on for years. 16 painful years passed. Then, in February of 1998, like a bolt from the blue, investigators get a huge break in the case. We got a call from some guy in state prison, and he wants to confess to some unsolved homicides in Pinellas County. I said, get somebody over there right away before he changes his mind. That's our guy.
16 years after the murder of Margot Delamon, Pinellas County detectives finally get a call they hope will solve her case. This guy called our office, and he wants to confess to some unsolved homicides. His name was James Winkle. But at that time, James Winkles was incarcerated in the Hardy Correctional Institute, where he was serving a life sentence plus 90 years for the abduction of Donna Maltby. Though detectives have long suspected James Winkles of the murder of Margot Delamon and other open cases, they lacked the evidence to charge him. James Winkle stated that he was coming forward now because of remorse. He eventually told law enforcement that he was the person responsible for the abduction and death of Margot Delamont. He indicated that he had seen her at the offices of the real estate company. He was with his wife at the time. He then asked if he could meet with her the next day to show them some property. So he met Miss Delamon at the place of business on that Saturday morning. She got into his car, and he then abducted her. And he then drove her to his grandmother's home in Pinellas County. He kept her alive assuring her that if she cooperated and had sex with him, uh, he would not harm her, that she would go back to her loved ones. And this went on for several days. He then realized that she could identify the residence where he was at, so he felt he had to kill her. So he overdosed her with the 20 sleeping pills at one time, and eventually she died. Winkles buried Margot Delamont's body in Citrus County near the Withlacoochee River. And then he said that he wanted to keep police off the trail. So he then removed the skull and he also took out the mandible and teeth of that skeleton head and deposited that on the Hope property in Hernando County. James Winkles had no connection to the Hope family. It was just a wooded backyard off the interstate. Over numerous interviews, James Winkles also confesses to the abduction and murder of Elizabeth Graham, the young dog groomer who vanished on a house call. James Winkles took us to the Steenahatchee River, where he said he had disposed of Elizabeth Graham's skull. This skull was, in fact, compared to DNA with the Graham's parents. So there was enough evidence 
to say that James Winkles had killed Margot Delamont and Elizabeth Graham. This made James Winkles a very viable suspect in other missing persons cases. But he wouldn't talk to us about those other cases. For Margot's family, the details of Winkles' crimes are at once both devastating and mind-boggling. Why did it take so long to find out about this? My father passed away in 88. He didn't know anything about what happened to Margot. It was just so sad. On March 25th, 1999, James Winkles is indicted for the premeditated murders of both Margot Delamon and Elizabeth Graham. He pled guilty to first-degree murder, two counts, the death of Margot Delamon and the death of Elizabeth Graham. Jurors of his peers heard the facts and determined that the penalty should be death. Looking at Winkles, I thought, how could somebody be so evil doing what he did to my sister? And the other women whose lives he'd stolen. It's such a waste. It was just totally unreal to me. What remains real is the love and loss Margot's family carries with them always. Margot was very trusting and sweet. That's a very great tragedy. And I miss her every day. Dee Dee was only 16 when her mother was murdered. She didn't have a lot of years with her. I miss Margot's kindness. She was just always there when I needed her. James Delano Winkles died awaiting execution September 9th, 2010. Cynthia Clements, Bobby Barkley, and Charles Hopes's cases remain unsolved to this day. For more information about Buried in the Backyard, go to Oxygen.com. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.